dear brothers and sisters, today we start uh, the uh, period of Advent and um, as part also of the um, local synod, part also of the whole Catholic Church Universal Synod, our bishop invited us to prepare for it by rediscovering uh, the four major pillars of our faith, the content of the history of our salvation. And uh, today, um, I want to reflect precisely on the first one, the awareness that we have been created. If we consider uh, how we have been created, we need to open up the Bible, Genesis 1 and 2, the two chapters. There are uh, two different accounts of what, how we have been created. All of them, uh, both of them, uh, created in different uh, historical uh, period. Reading uh, Genesis 1 is the one in which we see God creating day by day until the seventh in which he rests. I invite you in this week to read in your families Genesis 1 and 2, these two chapters. Read it to your children. Don't be afraid of questions that may come up. You also feel free not to invent answers, but to take the time you need to reflect on the uh, intelligence behind uh, your uh, uh, children's questions. If we read Genesis 1, we see that um, at the beginning, the only thing that there was, was God. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. He will repeat this in different elements of creation for six days. What do we uh, glean from this uh, account? That God is the only one that was before time, the only existence himself. We glean also the fact that God is powerful. God said, let the light be and light was. He creates just thinking, just saying that thing. And that thing is not manipulated, fashioned out of an informed material. It comes into existence before it was not and when he wants, it is. One that is powerful may be also lose control of his power. God doesn't. The God is protagonist in that account, is always in control of his power. He is rational. He's not driven by anger. He doesn't lose control. He always knows what he wants, and what he wants is right, is the right thing, is the good thing. So beside being in control, almighty, rational, he's also good. What he wants is good because he is goodness itself. We could say that all these elements are um, rational. If there is a God, God must be like him. If I find in this God losing control, there must be someone else who is more God than him. If I see in him 
that what he creates has some glitch, well, he must not be God. That's how our brain works. It is rational that that God has all these characteristics because if he misses any of them, well, I'll find another God. This is so normal, ordinary, and rational. On the other side, we find that any account of creation that the human beings developed in order to reflect on where do we come from, how we have been created, how things exist, this was unique. There were archaeologists, historians, never found accounts of creation that present one sole God, powerful, almighty, in control of his power, rational and good. Never ever. There was only one little insignificant people on earth who believed that, the Jewish people, before the people of Israel. Why is that? Because the human beings rejected that God. And there was a blurred vision of that God. And so any human beings thought that where we come from is just the result of chaos, pure chaos. Yeah, there are divinities, there are, there are gods, but there is no one. Because what we see is the result, is the result of the fight among those gods. The result of competition between those gods upon which no one is able to prevail. Why did they come up with that explanation? Because they had also to explain that creation is not that only good little fairy tale that seemed to be presented here. They had to explain how come suffering, death, and evil are part intrinsic part of this creation. If God is that good, powerful, almighty, rational. But we know instead where these negative elements came from, come from. They came because that God was rejected. And so knowing that, we can understand why when God said to, the, to Abraham and then to Moses and to these people, I am the creator of heaven and earth. I am the one God. This was true. Not in contradiction with the negative things that we experience in these creations. Precisely, we understood that when we reject him, this mortality, this suffering, is evil enters. So the uniqueness of this poem of creation is not just a, a literature, literature content to know. It's the awareness that today I am, not because I'm needed, but because I'm wanted out of love. This is the reality. This is the awareness we need to regain.
the God who creates in Genesis is the one behind me, behind everything. And he never lost control of his creation. He never forgot his good plan. This is the reality of it. And like the people of Israel developed this culture, this understanding of reality, this interpretation of reality, mingling also with other people and understanding what they had done wrong, we live again now in a pagan culture mentality in which this God, who is one, powerful, almighty, rational, and good, is not to be taken for granted. We live, we breathe, we absorb a mentality in which today I wake up and I'm here as a chance. I'm here as the result of chaos. And every force, free or not free, from things or from people, is against me. And I'm going to have to master my courage in order to survive. This is the pagan mentality that we breathe. We need to counter that with this, first of all, act of faith. I believe that you are one, good, powerful, rational, intelligent, merciful. You wanted me out of love and you want me out of love. And I respond to that. How do we absorb, let this mentality that is crucial in you be part of us, be our way of thinking? As we don't question gravity, we don't question this anymore. How do we do that? Well, every day in prayer, praying. There cannot be a day that goes without me kneeling in front of God and reacquiring this perception that I am yours, that I have been pulled out of nothingness, not by chance, but for a purpose. Second, culture. We need to study this. We need to, when we study, we don't just read things. We make the content of that part of our new way of thinking, of approaching things, of building things. This, Genesis 1 and 2, has to become our culture, our tradition, that your children look at you, fathers and mothers, and they know that you offer to them this, that God is one and God is powerful and God called you out of nothing, not by chance, but out of love. Third, the church. This is the place in which human beings have this awareness of being created and being here for a purpose. Live it. Let your children experience it in friendship, in relationships, in games, in dinners, in prayer. And then the liturgy. This period of Advent 
maybe come again, the chance to restart, to make a U-turn, to redevelop, to reacquire, to renew this faith in God, one almighty creator of heaven and earth.